get to introduce us. Hello and welcome to the super colorful original telecommunicated transmission, otherwise known as Scottcast. I am here, joined remotely in the Scottcast telecommunicated headquarters, with none other than former Dread Pod King, Sneaky D David Vander Hayden. Hey, that's me. That is you. That's my name. Yeah. We've been uh, having a quite the couple weeks at your Scott cast. We've had two solo pods in the last three weeks, and we just couldn't do it again. So I made sure to tell Sneaky D, clear your schedule. Tell Cade he can't have you for a night. Oh, talk to my roommate that way. And <laughs> possibly listening to this. That's true. Um, we, we got a pod. You know, we got to make a real podcast, not just me ranting about emotions and uh, atmospheric videos. Yeah, nobody wants to hear about your feelings, man. They don't. Like, nobody who tunes into ScottCast is interested in Scott's feelings. Mm -hmm. And I think most people who join my life are the same way. It's like, Scott, put your feelings away. I want to hear your esoteric rambling and the bizarre things you come up with to fill silence. Yes, yeah, entertain us. Dance, monkey, dance. Dance, monkey, dance. That's Do a little dance for us. Do a little esoteric what, dance. Exactly. That's where I work best as an Do esoteric little, monkey. Scott, why don't you do a little beep for us? A little beep for what? Just do a little beep dance. A little beep why don't dance. You dance with your beep. <laughs> you can't just suggest I do something like that, you know? It's uh, This is not your <laughs> show, you know? <laughs> oh, that was a quick swear word. You're fat. Oh, you can't just suggest a bit like that, you know? Like, sometimes I'm not ready. You're so fast with those swear words, I'm telling you. I guess so. I'm trying to keep it clean for the pod. So oh, no, we got to censor ourselves. Single syllable swear words that are that fast. You know? Uh, but also other things. Like, uh, there was something that people used to do. Let's, like, uh, like when you say goddamn on TV... Mm-hmm. They censor God instead of damn. Mm-hmm. And like asshole, they'll be like ass bloop. <laughs> exactly. You can't say asshole, but you could say ass. So it would be like ass. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you know what it is. And fuck, it's like you can say fairy. So it's like. You can also say bullshit. Exactly. <laughs> bullshit. So just everybody saying bullshit. Bullshit. <laughs> bullshit. You know, I like that. I like that as a slang term, bulge. Um, you know, there's Can a slang term. Bulge. Yeah. Let's get some bulge up in here. Let's start yeah. talking bulge, man. Like, can uh, we just hang out and talk bulge? Yeah. Bulge, bulge of us. Bulge of us. Just exactly. hanging out. Shooting yeah. the bulge. Ian would like it. It's close to Bolshevik. Yeah. That's a, actually does remind. But I think the average person would not make that connection. So you'd be all right. Yeah. But. Uh, the on like, average person would yeah, make it, and we would be even better in oh, their eyes. And that's the kind of people I want to reach anyway. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Let's reach the Bolsheviks. Because if they can do anything, they can like respond as like a mass group, which mm-hmm. is what you need for a podcast. That's what that's what they do. That's, that's kind of their thing. They're communal. Mm-hmm. Communistic. Right. Only there's a word for that. God, what's if only there's a word for someone who likes communal things. Communal, but as like a societal norm. Mm-hmm. We don't say the C word here on Scott Cat or <laughs> here in America. Yeah, it's Cat. <laughs> Again, very f- quick pronunciation of the C. 
communism. <laughs> yes. And it's bullshit. Yeah. Epic. That's what I censored. Mm-hmm. Bullshit. Anyway. Okay, then. Well, you got a new swear word. Yeah. You know? So that's been... So, uh, so I'm excited to be podcasting with you, man. I'm excited that we're actually talking... We're talking remotely. I kind of was leaning towards remote this weekend because it's been like spring cleaning kind of thing. Mm. And and I, I, I'll i be honest, I didn't put a lot of effort into this show at all. So Mostly. I didn't want you to waste gas money, which right. would be like, what, $1,000 to get here? Yeah. Something like that? It's like point zero 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 six five Bitcoin to get here. Oh, my God. Dude, I don't want to deplenish your life savings. Yeah. I preserved the crypto war chest. That's right. Is, how's your crypto war chest doing? Is it? Is, do you? Are you happy with it? Are you going to jump ship soon? Chest, chest gains. You've had chest you know? gains. I got chest gains. War chest gains. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm pump. Things aren't pumping, but they're getting. I'm getting some good APY, some good returns. Okay. Early investments in some projects, and it's nice. It's nice to be part of some of a movement when it's in its early phases and it's nice to have uh, a, a little little basket a lot of, a lot of eggs and a lot of baskets that's true you're getting more i don't know how the egg analogy works with like percent of eggs i'm getting a certain percentage of those eggs back it's nice you like partial eggs get some eggs back man and here's what i have a question for you have such great plans for saving up and investing i'm assuming for like retirement right basically eventually Mm. So, what does Sneaky D retired look like? Mm-hmm. What do you do? Like First you're not of all, trying to make money, but you're enjoying your life. You have all expenses paid for. What are you doing? Mm-hmm. Well, that's an interesting question, but I don't know if I can actually use my current stuff for retirement because like crypto doesn't work very well in like an IRA for retirement stuff because you're supposed to let that stuff sit in there and like not swap it around. Every time you swap crypto, they count it as like a sale, so it kind of sucks. So I'm not sure what to do with that right now. I will put some long-term stuff into uh, IRA, though, stuff that I won't touch, like Bitcoin. And Okay, so what are you investing for uh, if it's not retirement? Uh, mostly just for like the uh, anti-aging serums when we get older. So I can just be like, oh, okay, yeah. Um, I'd, like to, I'd like to be a super soldier now, like Captain America. Just my body is ready, you know? You just got to make it to a certain point where they can perfect the CRISPR genetic engineering to make you young again and make you awesome. So you became an exercise physiologist so you could understand when to buy the good roids. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Safe roids. Safe roids. The life Safe roids. roids or like really, really good roids, like superhero <laughs> sell, roids. <laughs> roids are called safe roids, and it's like they're not really steroids. Also not approved by the FDA, but then wink, wink, they're steroids still. You know? What if it's just like uh, eating elk testicles? That you need to do, and you become Captain America. Would you That's eat what that? Joe Rogan does. I, I don't know, man. It makes I'm not sure that works. But you know, I did have an idea about like selling just like a literal placebo bottle to somebody, and it's just like a bottle of water, and it says like placebo effect on it. <laughs> just selling that, and then that if it actually like became like a joke that people were like, selling it and like buying it, then like then other people would see that, but they would like not get the joke and they'd actually buy it. And but why then, would like, they buy it? Like, what would you be saying placebo effect does? So like I'll write on there too. I'll be like, well, this one is has this effect on there. So like whatever you want, or maybe you like you can write it in yourself. You'd be like, 
oh, I want to cure like my depression. So let me just uh, tell, and you're not hurting anybody. You're just giving them water, you know? So, you know, you're like, I want to uh, have a better sex life. There you go. Oh, look at that. Who needs Viagra when you got my placebo effect? You know, placebo effect is strong too. So if you could reliably like curate that psychological experience, it would be a valuable thing on the market. Actually, it's already been done. Um, technically, that idea I just had. Um, it is done by homeopathic remedies. So that's literally what they do. They take something, whatever, whatever you want to do. They're like, well, we're going to take it and we're going to dilute it. We're going to beat it in like a sack. You know, fill it with a sack of water, like a, and then they beat the sack. There's like, there's like, there's special esoteric in there. That, yeah, and I'm, I'm gonna put some, some of this, this. Oh damn it! I thought you were gonna. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, yeah. So, so you can beat. They beat the sack in a certain way, and then it's like, then they take that and they dilute it. And actually, the more that they they dilute it, the more expensive it is. So it's like the less of the actual stuff you're getting. So they dilute it to like one in one billionth of a particle, and then they'll take that and dilute that and want more water. And then they basically sell that to you, and they're like, okay, so it's like it, it's like the idea of like kind of like an inoculation, like oh, you get a little bit of something, and then like you know, like the smallpox thing back in the day when they would inoculate people with real actual small like the live virus that you would get, you know, and then you get inoculated towards it. Now they don't do that with like the new vaccines. They, they don't actually, but anyways, yeah. So that's the idea is like the homeopathic remedy, like just, Oh, you want to get over uh, whatever disease or whatever ailment this we'll, we'll take that. We'll take a little bit of it, hmm? a little bit of it, and then we'll dilute the shit out of it. And then they just sell you like, so like, water. I want to get rid of my narcissism. So what we're going to do is mm. we're going to collect a sample from Kanye West yeah, and we're going to redistribute it across the population, and mm -hmm. people will be a lot more empathic towards each other, a lot, more, a lot less self-centered, you know, a little bit more capable of self-love, so that they can spread their love to the world, mm -hmm. you know, by being inoculated with the blood of Kanye West. Yeah, it'll just be con the Kanye edition, little, little, little West water, little Kanye West vaccine, like Waterworld, but with Kanye West, Westworld, boom. I'm into it. I'd yep. be into that. Yeah, I'd, I would uh, take that vaccine. You'd have Kanye inside I'm not, you. I'm not anti-vaccine. I'm not anti-science. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the guy's got a lot of a lot of issues, you know. But uh, right, I would like to be inoculated against all of them. They all seem unpleasant. I hope. Yeah, everything that's help, going on here. Let's vaccinate ourselves from that. Yeah, mm -hmm. using placebos. Just take all the people you hate. Just extract shit from them. There's like a service that they go out there and they're like, I want you to secretly extract the blood of all my enemies. <laughs> you know, that that's a age-old service. It's just a little bit different purpose these days. Yeah. <laughs> like, what are you using this for? Homeopathic remedies. <laughs> okay. Yeah. It anyway, works. You could do it. It's and it's more effective if you inject it into yourself too, rather than just taking this drinking it. So if you like put it in a needle, the placebo effect is stronger. They've done studies on that. The more invasive the method is, the more that the placebo effect happens. You so know? if you take a pill, it's not as big effective if they inject it. Or better yet, they actually like well, they I, I forget which what they did this with, but they actually like got five people to volunteer to like yeah, to like cut them and then like make a decision like sew it up and like it, it worked even better. That's the trick, man. Just fuck them up. Fuck them up. And make it so that the brain's like, there's no way I did all that for no reason. Yep. <laughs> That's the best way to trick a brain. <laughs> but the problem is, with the smarter you are, the harder it is to get a placebo effect because you're skeptical of everything. That's the thing. Sunk cost fallacy has ruined everything fantastic and beautiful in life for me. <laughs> it's ruined everything.
Yeah. I guess I can give up. How smart <laughs> my mantra. To be honest. What was that? I think it's like a lot of smart people are depressed, to be honest. That's what they say. Uh, Hemingway says it's impossible to be uh, both smart and happy. So like every time that I'm like, I'm like throughout my day when I'm like, man, today's such a good day. I'm like, God damn it. I must be a dumbass. You are <laughs> fucking stupid. I'm feeling dumb today, motherfucker. It's Get a good the off my goddamn podcast. <laughs> hey, yeah. But no, no, I'm sure you have misery too. And you know, it's it doesn't matter if you have like a little bit of euphoria here and there. That's that's how we cope. We mm. we jump from island to island of uh euphoric bliss, usually drug induced. Sometimes people... uh experience reduced induced. Sometimes you go for the exercise high. Mm. Sometimes we go for uh the pharmaceutical high, sometimes we go for the existential high, no matter what. All smart people do is go from island to island looking for fertility and fruit only to come up empty-handed at the end of life when things dissolve. Mm. What? Yeah. Why you can parse you that back. You can why you, why take notes. Life that they, they never found anything that was satisfying to them? Exactly. Life? Oh. <laughs> That's what keeps people going on, just the, yep. the fact that they haven't found heaven yet. We're all searching, and we're Over never going to find anything. Mm-hmm. Happy ScottCast. Well, there we go. There's, there, there, yeah. I do so like ScottCast. I feel like I found a place on ScottCast, I think. I, I think I think that'd be good for your next stand-up routine there, Scott. You just talk about that. Yeah, I should. <laughs> just, just like, I, like when, when did the jokes start? You're kind of, all the people in the audience are like waiting for the punchline. You're like, yeah, that's it. So, <laughs> yeah, actually, there's no punchline. Yeah. Huh. The punchline is the fact you're gonna have to live the rest of your life just like this. <laughs> like this is this is another one of those fruits that did not or trees that did not bear fruit. That's there right. <laughs> this is another example. Yep. That's kind of like performance already. I think Shia LaBeouf would become my friend if I do that. I probably should. I think that actually people, if you did that in a comedy routine, people would laugh at those people for going to your show. And that would be the joke. Yeah, you think that would happen? Like oh, if I filmed yeah. it, people on YouTube would be like, "Look at these idiots." Yeah, it's the old uh, Huckleberry Finn trick. Uh, not not to, to harken back to Huckleberry Finn again, and so soon from like a few episodes when I did that, and a few episodes. Yeah, ago. what's with you? It's like you I, think all great literature stems from uh, Huckleberry <laughs> Finn. One of the greatest of all time, you know. I, I'm gonna let you finish, but it's one of the greatest of all time. Yeah, kind of the first eighty percent at least. Yeah. So basically, in that. They he goes with the, like some scam artists, some con men. Like Huck meets these two con men, and they're putting on this this performance, and they hype it all up, and it's a terrible performance. It's just god awful, and they know that it's awful, and they know that they suck, but they like make people pay a lot of money for it. And then the next people in that that come in for the next performance, it was so bad, but like all those people don't want to admit that they just got scammed, mm-hmm. so they they talk it up like yeah, it's really good. And then the next people come in, so that's like their gr- their grift. Is that I love a good old timey grift. Yeah, I'm not sure that would work nowadays. Like the Yelp, people they would post a Yelp review. Yeah, and people get like, off on on talking shit, so that might not work so much. Now nowadays people love it, love mm-hmm. love shitting on things. Before it was like they had. Like, I don't know, some kind of pride about, like, if I go to this, it means something, you know? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Just like if you listen to ScottCast, it means something. It does. It says something about you. If you've listened to 150 episodes of ScottCast, you're yeah. on this train, and you do not know where it's going. And neither do I. Yeah. It's Nobody like a does. Train, 
it's because you don't know if it's a train wreck because you don't know if there's if it's going to wreck. It might just keep going. That's the thing. Is it a train wreck if it's going, yeah. going, going, going? You know, it keeps like, going. Yeah. If there's a if a train wrecks and, the, and there's no one to hear it, no one around to hear it. Did it really happen? If a train wrecks, but also makes it on its destination, <laughs> did it wreck? <laughs> mm-hmm. Just because it's on fire when it arrives at the station doesn't mean it failed. Yeah. It just means it's more exciting. You're like, is it going to blow up? It I might. don't know. It should. Yeah. In fact, I think the wreck is the point at some times. We, so we should wreck the, we should just get wrecked? No, we don't get wrecked, but we produce a show that somehow mm. through chaos. I got my rec room sign over there that Ian gave me. You got your rec room. Yeah. Came in like a wrecking ball. <laughs> just a Miley Cyrus reference for no reason. <laughs> like you're just like, okay, what would the Scott Cast audience really respond to right now? Miley Cyrus. <laughs> mm-hmm. I saw her on the, the Pete Davidson New Year's Eve this year. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. I, I saw that there was th- that. I didn't really like tune in though. Yeah, it was when I was uh, dating the previous lady, and we had a New Year's together, oh. and um, we put on Pete Davidson, Miley Cyrus, something I would have never put on, but we put it on. And, watch their uh, performance. Watch their performance, and it was all right. I mean, Miley Cyrus could sing pretty well, but mm-hmm. uh, yeah, it was just like. It was like Pete, Pete Davidson, Davidson like walking around, like like acting like he didn't know why he was there, and I'm sure that's also true. Mm-hmm. And then uh, a little bit of Miley, just like proving herself. It was fine. I just don't know what it had anything to do with like, like celebrating a new year. You know, so like here's some celebrities. There you go. Exactly. What else do you want? What do you want from us? Yeah. Dropping that wrecking ball. You want her to swing from that wrecking ball? I don't think so. Like, it will mean something if Pete Davidson and Miley Cyrus do the New Year's Eve in Florida every year for the rest of their lives. Like, when I'm 80, I will watch that with tears in my eye. Oh, they didn't do it in New York, so they did the Florida one? They did I feel Florida. like I would watch Miley Cyrus, like, jump on top of the ball after it reached the top and just, like, come in like a wrecking ball. You know, a missed opportunity. They didn't do they that. Should have, done it. Should have stripped down on live TV. She did and do then, that. Just yeah, I know. And she's all about that. So it's like, yeah, you go, girl. You go jump on that giant phallus and balls and you just you just let it you just let the world see you. You know? I'm all right with that. Oh, that reminds me though. I've been watching this new HBO series and we might be behind the ball on zombies. What? Exactly. Remember when we doing- decided that um for zombies to really sell it as like a cutting edge film where we're going to shoot your taint in full 4K resolution. I remember you proposing this. I remember us deciding this. And I remember you talking about it. <laughs> I remember us signing on to this. And, I don't remember um, you anything. <laughs> but go but on. Uh, there's this HBO show called Minx, and it's about a, a lady who starts. Uh, matriarchy magazine a feminist magazine mm-hmm. but to attract readers she teams up with new girls jake johnson who's also in jurassic world 
and they start like a lady porn magazine. So which guy is the guy from New Guy? Which I, I, I'm Jake a, I, Johnson. Episodes. Which is he, he like? He's the, the roommate that's not clean. Oh, the the kind of gross dude who like dates the main character off and on. That's it. Okay, so he's in he's in what? Jurassic he's in Jurassic World. Oh. He's in the first of the Jurassic World movies, and I think he's also in the third. And also, he's in this movie called this this TV series called Minx on HBO Max that just debuted. Okay. Anyways, this okay. movie, this show, in the first episode, had at least twelve penises, flaccid, hairy, oh. all in the same scene, or just periodically, like you were counting. Within two minutes, were you doing tally after a certain point? Like after your third dick, you're like, hmm, I should, I should write this down. I will say, like when um they brought up the credits, the male <laughs> models they listed was not long enough of a list. It was like six male models. And there must have been at least like a hundred dicks I saw in that. So they didn't show. get credit. They didn't credit for showing their dicks. They didn't get. They didn't credit the, the dick showers. Damn. Which I think should be a big, like you know, achievement. Mm-hmm. And in well, the that's what they, they're supernumeraries. You know, they just uh, they don't matter. They don't have a line. Maybe if they had spoken, they would have had a line. But. I mean, those dicks probably spoke volumes. I don't think any of them spoke, but six of them were credited, and um, there were many more. Like, if if you kind of, like, your dick makes a slapping noise up against your thigh or something, does that count? Like, you, you contribute to audio to the... Full, I mean, I don't know if there was fully dicks. Um, like, but if you did Morse code with your dick, like, do, 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 and then they're like, afterwards, you're like, listen, for our people that know more code, I was speaking, so technically I spoke, which means you need to pay me more. I think that, that would count. That would definitely that count as a performance if you did Morse code with your penis. And smart. you should get some uh, credit in that kind of sense. But most of the penis showers didn't get any credit, which makes me think is, um, you know, is the penis respected even? It's not. No one respects a penis. Hmm. Hmm. Penises ain't what they used to be. I'll tell you that. Did they used to be something? They used to mean something. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you what. Oh, our society today, people don't respect this dick. You still whip it out, and something would happen. Now people are just like, "That's it." It's not doing anything. I don't even know what uh, you identify as. Is that? Uh, tell me first, and then we'll talk about it. Am I looking at a man? I don't know. Like, I don't know. Here's my dick, though. Yeah. Anyways, I'm watching this series very closely to make sure. That for zombies, we still have the market hold on the first full screen silver age taint scene. So you're like, you're like on the, you're the taint watch. You're like, I'm on taint watch. It. You're taint watching. Mm-hmm. I think that'll be the title of the episode. Is I'm on taint watch. Yeah, you gotta watch out. You gotta stay vigilant. Because I'm not gonna put you through this. You should be on. You're the one who, like, since you don't want your taint to be the taint that does this. I should be pro taint. You should be pro someone else doing this. You yeah. should be on taint watch even harder than I am. But I'm on taint watch because I I respect the art. You should be on taint watch for your own selfish reasons. Mm, we should know, both Scott, be looking for taint, is what I'm saying. You know, it's like I don't. I just feel like I'm afraid that I'll actively search all, all these taints, and then the idea will start to grow on me, and it'll be like a Stockholm syndrome kind of thing. You know, where eventually, What's like, wrong I'm with like that? 
I do want to show my taint. I do want to be violated on screen. It's not violation if you want it. Exactly. (laughs) That's what every rapist has said ever. What? (laughs) Oh, damn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, it's not violated. I'm not violating them if they like it. Oh, my God. I got to cut that out. Oh, my Lord. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I don't know. Is that what they say? Uh, Maybe it is. I'm not I'm not familiar with the parlance of rapists. Sounds a little rapey. A little bit. But maybe um if I yeah, if I keep digging around and digging and searching out people's taints and looking out the for the taint talent search, like America's got taint, and then like <laughs> I come to the finals and you'd be like, All right, here's our three finalists for the taint um talent show, then yeah, then we recruit them. I mean, yeah, you would be like, We have three finalists. The winner is going to go on to star in Zombies, and I decided none of these people win. I'm doing it. I am. Because uh, that's what I'm, I'm worried about is the clout chasing. You know, I'm going to be like, look how much hype I've created for the show, and then there's a rug pull at the end, and the, and the rug pull is my underside of my taint. It's I have a possible. little rug underneath me, and I pull it out, and there's my taint. I don't think you could televise that. Like America's Got Talent. You could televise it, but you could put it on YouTube. TikTok. You could put it on other video sharing services. HBO would pay for it. They paid for this mix. Yeah, show. They, re- they really like dipping into the nude scenes, like as much thing as like just because you can do nude scenes doesn't mean like you need every show to have nude scenes in there. Yeah. You know? I think, like, yeah, because especially like Curb Your Enthusiasm, no need for nude scenes. Yeah. Larry <laughs> Davis just spread full eagle. Just like, yeah. Well, yeah, I feel like sometimes there's eating up valuable airtime. Like you got a game like uh, like a show like Game of Thrones versus like there was so much content. Like imagine Amazon did that. Like instead of being picked up, like imagine if Lord of the Rings. Oh, Lord of the Rings is a great example. There, There's no sex scenes in Lord of the Rings, right? There's no nudity or like lewd stuff ever. There's no right? Congress. Yeah. Now you think about it, like I can't even think of a single scene where it's like a little steamy, kind of like, ooh, like, let's see how these elves getting it on, you know? There's nothing. Anyways, <laughs> Smeagol, you know? <laughs> it's Smeagol sex. Smeagol, he has to pass his time somehow with his presence. Yeah, it's his masturbation. <laughs> like, uh, okay, then. There's a reason why he likes fish. That's, yeah, there's the precious. That's not his, that's, he had the, mm-hmm. <laughs> precious is his dick. <laughs> you thought it was the ring the whole time, but it's, mm. Anyways, yeah, but like imagine Amazon's new series, which I'm what excited if, for, is going to be if, like wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Sex in there. Wait a minute, I just came up with an idea that we uh-huh. need to discuss right now for context sake. Okay. What if that's what Gollum was talking about the entire time? Mm-hmm. Sex? No, his dick, which is precious. Yeah, he just precious. like put his precious, he just put yeah. his dick in the ring and the dick became invisible yeah. and got chopped off somehow. Whoa. And so, like, through all time, like, this invisible dick is, like, in the ring. And whenever Frodo puts his finger in it, he's putting his finger in the dick, really. But he's got such a tiny little finger, you can fit it through there. Yeah, just right through the thing. thing. If Frodo has little, little tiny hands, then how does it fit his fucking finger? Like, I know it's a magic ring. It does resize. It resizes. Yeah. See, if it resizes, that's perfect for Gollum. Exactly. It's just right. It's cock ring. He just lubes it up. I just ruined Lord of the Rings for myself. <laughs> Lord of the Lord of the G strings. Yeah. Oh, 
Lord of the Cock yeah. Rings. Lord of the Cock Rings. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's it for you. So hopefully they don't do that with a new series. Hopefully they don't. They don't, they don't betray. I, they have a lot of room now from yeah, a lot of where room. we thought it could go to where mm-hmm. like they could show some tits now and it'll be okay. Oh, I'd be okay with a little titty. Little like, titty. You know, little yeah. titty. And, and a little 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 flaccid penis. Yeah. Flaccid penis. Little, little, you know little what's weird? You know what's snuggle. weird is like you could show the flaccid penis as much as you want. And that yeah. Minx show, they showed like a hundred flaccid penises. Okay. But you cannot show an erect penis. I wonder what degree of penis you can show. Like if you got semi, like what angle would they cut at? Like, ooh, they got somebody with a fucking goniometer, like which measured angles, anatomical angles, and they're like measuring it, and they're like, oh. Uh, you got a you got a um, uh, forty six degrees on this on this penis, so it's a no go. You can't do an erect penis of any any kind. Like there's a little bit of wiggle room, I think, for maybe like the semi. Like you can engorge it, but have it you still flat. It. You know, have it mm-hmm. still flaccid, but you can't have it. You it's, there's like an angle. If it if it like supports itself in any way, I think mm-hmm. the MPAA just clamps down on that there dick. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's a shame. So, at least at least you got that going for you. We will show you taint, probably your asshole just by virtue of the close-up, but we can't show your erection. So we're going to see, like, Gandalf's dick? Why would it be Gandalf? I don't know, man. I guess, I, guess, uh, I just want to see, like, a main character. I don't want to see some side dick. I would be interested in some a main character dick in Lord of the Rings. But yeah, let's like, get go on to the next topic. Because <laughs> <laughs> right. I don't edit these things anymore, remember. Oh, you don't? Oh, it's Jesus. Yeah, I don't. Okay. I oh. uh, I keep things real now. We spent now. like 10 minutes talking about dicks. We did, and that's okay. on the record. Okay. All right. Well, we put it, we, we, we really did our, our due, due diligence on that. Yeah. <laughs> we, we really explored that topic. We covered it. <laughs> they, Send this to Amory. She's the sex they, researcher. They, yeah, they, yeah. Well, they'll clearly have. Um, mm-hmm. Okay. We, I wanted an email bag from the Institute of Sex Research. Okay. About uh, our discussion of sexual topics and are we on the nose? Are we are we bigoted? I want mm-hmm. that was kind of because here's the thing in Minx the show about the women's porn magazine. The the main plot line in the first episode is that they're searching for a first centerfold. And so that's where like the montage of dicks comes in. Okay. And everything they show is like a two-inch pool dick, right? A lot of it really old, too. But then a fireman comes in, like a swarthy 27... Okay. And he has a large penis that is mm. flaccid. Or is it? Oh. It could be a prosthetic. It could be a prosthetic. Your prop. It could be CGI. Mm-hmm. Hopefully they're using practical effects that make you unhappy. Practical, like a paper mache dick. Yeah. <laughs> Wax dick. I'm excited. So while we're on the topic of bees... Mm-hmm. Guess what, What's man? Up? What's up? This. Being news. Being news. Being news.
So, in Las Vegas, revelers were perplexed by this oil-like yellow substance bathing them all of a sudden, just coating the strip in this disgusting yellow substance oh. from the sky. What? Where's it coming from? They didn't know. Turns out, a swarm of bees flew over the Vegas Strip and at once defecated God. like a rainstorm. Shit. Yeah. Literally. Wait, wait. Where's the bee? Yeah. That's some, that's some bee shit. That's, <laughs> that's not bullshit. That's bee shit. <laughs> right? That's some bullshit. That is one big pile of shit. Exactly. So... What would you do, man, if you were out and about? So, apparently, it's like kind of so like the yeah. grease you would find after you, after you like uh, cook up a a nice hearty steak or something like that, and it splatters upon the wall, like that yellowing, f- fatty yellow. That's mm. what they shit. Damn. Yeah, that's pretty unexpected. I mean, like that. It's kind of terrifying to think that at any point you can just they can make it rain on your ass. Mm-hmm. Mm. these are terrifying creatures like birds poop on us right but you're like it's a single thing you're like okay it's it's manageable but like a swarm like a legit swarm that's it i don't know man when they're synchronized they shit it they shit all at once and that's a lot of bee shit yeah because you never think about insect shit i gotta be honest with you i haven't thought about that i don't i don't think in a while (laughs) not in a long while like do mosquito shit who knows you know, you don't think about that kind of stuff. I thought about like fish in the ocean, peeing. Yeah. Defecating or whatever they do. I assume they defecate. Mm-hmm. And by this all gets diluted, it's like homeopathic, you know? It's all right. It's homeopathic. Just go in there, it'll cure your whatever. It'll cure right. your uh it'll cure your Yeah. Yeah. So where do you th- do you think we can include a like a shit shower scene in zombies somehow? As, as long as it's relevant to the plot, Scott, you know, like, is that their tactics? Like, I mean, any kind of B chaos yeah. is relevant to the plot, man. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like, don't even ask that question. Like, like they, that like they bring out some kind of like anti bee tech and it's like, it needs sensors or something to shoot down the bees and then they just shit on them. Dude. I like that. So it's like, it's like, uh, and like zombies shit is like highly corrosive or like it's highly, they're like jams the signals, scrambles the communications are down. I don't know. Yeah, I like the idea that it's like uh, thick and like oil like and yellow because people are like, "Is that is that honey?" I really hope people don't <laughs> mistake. I don't think you wouldn't be like, "Oh, the honey." <laughs> Pretty sure you know exactly what honey looks like. You're not like, "Oh, that looks like fucked up honey." Let me try that. <laughs> right, and then like the scientist behind him goes, "No, that's bee shit." Mm-hmm. That's bee shit. It's about a beesh. It's beesh. That's some bullsh. It's a beesh. Beesh. No, it's not bullsh. It's not from bull. Oh, yeah, that's right. It's beesh. Yeah. Unless you have a bull of it. There and you it's go. It's bull of shit. That's one big bull of shit. Bullshit. This, this episode is now called Beesh. Beesh. <laughs> Just beesh, please. <laughs> beesh, please. Please give us the beesh. <laughs> there you go. 
You'd really have to listen to the episode to figure out what the hell that meant. Honestly. I mean, you know, that's what we're doing. We're doing a Zencaster David episode, and anything goes. Our format is almost entirely out the window. It's mostly puns. It'll be a lot of puns, and apparently it'll also be unabbreviated dick talk. Yeah, I tried. To, I mean, I was trying to move out. You said we needed to stop talking about it, so I was like, okay. <laughs> I just kept going. Be like, wait, but but there's more. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's a good show, Minx. I like it. Jake Johnson plays a really good uh, porn director, and the main lady is uh, is really good as somebody who's kind of like a squeamish feminist intellectual person thrust into the world. But like, I gotta tell you, dicks per minute higher than anything I've ever watched. Wow. Gotta check the DPM. All flaccid. They should just put that right on the. Maybe they should start doing that with the porn stuff too. Just in general, like that's like a stat on there. You're Should. like, oh, they got they got Dolby Digital on here, and they also have, um, oh, it's 15 DPS. They could, they could do that. Like they can detect with AI if a face is in the screen, and they could detect using that information yeah. uh, how much of a percentage of a face is in the screen, right? Mm-hmm. So if they can do that with a face, they can do that with a penis. That's what Safe Search does. They actually. can calculate it by percent per frame and show you a score, a logarithmic score, of course. Yeah. It's going to be hard to get a perfect 100. If there's anybody who has like more pictures of dicks analyzed on the internet than Google, let me know because they are literally, for their safe search, that's what they decide. Is this porn or not? And it's really hard to figure out because it's like, it, it can't be just how much skin is showing. It has to be like specific parts of your bodies that's revealed. Right. So they have really good like crotch area recognition yeah. and like nips. You're a medical man, so you've seen many uh, a naked uh, human being um, in a purely medical scientific sense, completely detached, dispassionate. Okay. Okay. I've never seen a, a person naked for medical reasons, but yeah, okay. Let's well, you've seen this. cadavers, you've seen diagrams. I've seen, yeah, okay, well, I've seen like di- dissected <laughs> naked people, yeah. They don't yeah. keep their fucking clothes on when we're dissecting them. <laughs> you put like a thing? You put like a little skirt on them, you're like, let's lift up here, okay, let's Whoop. show some respect. Yeah, yeah, show some respect for the pens. Yeah, although, yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, the only thing they really have is like, I think nail polish is probably the only thing that's purely decorative that we leave on that we don't like remove the nail polish off the old ladies. Oh, wow, really? That's so kind of like, wild. I mean, I guess it's kind of creepy to remove it, but it's also creepy to keep it on. It's just creepy. It's creepy in general. Like, we, that usually is what gets people to realize this is a fucking person. Like, you're not just dealing with like an inanimate object. This person died, no need their body to science, you know? Was that like a big turning point for you when you found a cadaver with a fingernail polish that you had? Well, in, in general, we don't dissect the skin of the fingers too. So there's still the skin on the fingers. So it's like, yeah. It's, and fingers are just like something, it's like an everyday object that, you, I mean, something you see all the time. You see your hands, like, you know, like the back of your hand. And then seeing that, you're like, shit. That's like a person, you know? And like when you dissect them, they almost look like no longer human because everything we see is our skin. There's skin and hair, and that's pretty much it. Like skin, hair, and eyes. Maybe there's like yeah. a cartilage in there, you know, that's under skin. Yeah, it's pretty much that. that that's what you know somebody by. We have so many organs. Mm-hmm. And we only see the skin. And the well, skin is an organ, but you know what I'm saying. Yeah. Well, yeah, sure. But it's one of them. Largest one, yeah. Yeah. Besides my penis. Ayo, right? I, I should be in mix. We're getting back to this. Yeah, this is that. That's, that's what that is. Is like I'm telling you, like in season two, I'm the centerfold. I, I have had to cut a dick in half for science, though. Like, oh I wow, sci- yeah, that's 
that's a bit painful of an experience. Like when was you got it, a, was there like a, a vicarious, uh, emp- empath- empathic, uh, twinge of pain? Oh uh, yeah. I mean, it was, mm, it was that, that, that one got me a little bit, not going to lie. Yeah. So like the, doing the brain, the, uh, pulling somebody's brain out of their skull, very labor intensive. We had to use a, a bone saw to get through it and like cut the cap off and take it out. And it's very delicate structures. You know, it's not de- so delicate that Dick though, you can just kind of, it's not delicate. No, no, it's not. Well, no, because like you don't have to worry about like all the little, little nerves, like the cranial nerves that are underneath the underneath the um, brain. But mm-hmm. the dick, it's just like yeah, you slice that baby open like a like like a kielbasa, like a like a Hamtramck Avengers uh, sausage. Oh, geez, and it's and it just takes a beating like that, and it re- retains its, you know, yeah, split it right, split it right down the frenulum. We got a lot of fun words for. Um, Dick anatomy, really? Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you see a cross section that you see all the vasculature, stuff like that, like the different caverns that get filled with blood and stuff. Yeah, it's cool. It's insane. That's you can see it is by opening it up, Gotta crack it open. Not the testicle, not the scrotum. Nobody gives a shit about the scrotum, though. Really? <laughs> I was gonna say that's it in a, in a nutshell, but the real nutshell, you don't get to. So, see like, it. wait a minute. In your experience, was it like this that like? dissecting the actual penis was like oh that's squeamish i don't want to do that but like the balls is just like let's see what's inside hit it like a pinata nobody does nobody nobody opens it up they already know it takes a look not really yeah that's why i'm saying that and then they know he checks the nutshell why not i don't know it's just like squiggly testes aren't that exciting i guess you're like they're in there there's something to see about them, I imagine. Like, uh, if they're, there's got to be know. something that we're missing because was, you don't look like, at them. Gee, I wonder what's in there. <laughs> it's just like minks, man. It's like the least pleasant scenes are the ones where there's just like these squiggly testes out, and people don't want to look at them. And mm. I'm getting sick of it as a man. You know, mm. we got to normalize looking at testes. It's a bunch of beesh. You know, because uh, we're all gonna get fucking testy cancer because we're not gonna let them touch us. Or look at us, and in a diagnostic manner. Oh, by them I mean doctors. You don't let them do the little. (laughs) Yeah, you know, if we don't let people do that, like we're not going to be healthy. And this is about health, so let's normalize staring at balls. So, like when they're like doing the physical on you, and they like kind of grab down there, and you're just like beep beep, (laughs) (laughs) censor it out. Yeah, people (laughs) like to do that, but you know, don't just when they next time you go to the doctor and they do cough cough on you. You watch the whole process. You're like looking down and being like, <clears throat> right in their face. Yeah, you cough right. You like cough, and you're like, <clears throat> you're like hit them, hit them with that cough. Yeah, if they're not like on their knees looking and and, and like inspecting, be like, why not? Why not? Isn't that more info? Mm. Wow, that escalated quickly with the doctor situation. I'm just saying, like these doctors, they need to inspect things like thoroughly, and I think everyone agrees with me. Mm-hmm. All right then, so he's thoroughly covered that. <laughs> Thorough enough. Thorough enough. Such a mind to move out. I was like, all right, we can talk. We can talk about this all day, baby. I can go for. We're just gonna talk about dicks. Great. Let's do a 24-hour live stream one time. Us just talking about dicks, dicks and balls and stuff. That'd be great. I was considering doing a video version of this, and I'm glad I didn't. Like, you could record the video from these. And I was like, eh, maybe we'll do video. But we're not doing anything uh, that people can't see. We haven't done anything 
not, we're not we're not whipping anything out or I mean, it's good to just have video on like youtube is like oh people can watch us I you put that. it on that way and see us talking and stuff yeah, sounds like what i told you like three years ago you did but also <laughs> at the same time the same reason we aren't doing it now fuck it I'd have to get all my hair all done and have be look all beautiful with the makeup and stuff and the right mm-hmm. lighting. I'd have to like set up for like three hours before we recorded. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. We don't do that no more. We're here for the authentic experience, the authentic podcast experience, the super colorful original telecommunicated transmission experience. I feel like a video podcast would be well suited for a round table discussion though, like a quad pod. Maybe. Because then you don't have to identify the speaker, like especially if you're just tuning in. You'd be like, "Oh, I, I can see who the speaker is. It's this guy." We I want to all... start doing Twitch when we when we're at the poker table. I want to oh. do Twitch. Use the audio from the mixer. Okay. Um, and one camera that just kind of shows the whole table. Why camera? Because oh. I'm not going to do switching cameras and shit like that on. Twitch that that requires buying like a five thousand dollar computer. Fuck you, you're a fucking dick. I'm just gonna do a webcam stream, a shitty webcam stream, and awesome audio. You five thousand dollar computer. You use OBS. We can talk about it later, but no, we can use all we. But you need to. You need. You're gonna need a good computer to have several video streams, and I don't have that. And I'm not gonna do. Go get one for that. Okay. So, uh, one one fucking view, and like maybe like graphics. Or something, switch it up. I don't know. Anyway, point is, it's it was thought of. Mm-hmm. That's how we roll. Kyle would be like able to make his presence known. Yeah, he he likes to participate in all podcasts. Every time, like if there's a wild Kyle sighting, it'd be like there'd be like a Twitch alarm that goes off. Be like ah, oh, and people like Kyle, and then. It'd be like, a little, I don't know, some kind of act, action that'd be triggered automatically every time Kyle went on there. It would be great for people to focus on anything but what we're talking about. Mm-hmm. Add to the distractions. Let's see. Maximize them. So, how's about how's about this? Remember when we talked about uh, a cabin that got stolen? Yeah. <laughs> it was great, right? Like, they didn't tell us anything in the article. We made it we great. We speculated a lot. Because there was a lot of speculation. Mm-hmm. You said you were just going to hide it with, like, some leaves and shit? Yeah, it was. It had to be insurance fraud. A guy yeah. moved his cabin maybe to the next property over, covered it in a tarp, put some leaves on it, and uh, filed a claim. But no, they discovered it. Uh, about a county northward in, uh, what is it? Uh, Chippewa, Kowalski County, or whatever it's called. <laughs> Uh, Kawasaka like Cough County. Oh, okay. I thought it was some kind of orange. Kalkaska. Sure. Kowalski. Kalkaska. Calcutta. So they found them. So it moved quite a bit. It wasn't just like they, they moved it down the street. And, yeah, they moved it to the county over. And uh, when they discovered it, it had all sorts of damage, caution tape around it, and a plywood door. There was an extra door, or there was damage. No, the door was out, and now it was covered in plywood. Ah, oh, they just why they how oh, they damaged the damn door. I think they, they broke in through the door. Oh yeah, and they had to, you know, uh, nail it shut. Easiest way possible. They're like they were using it during the time. Like ah, oh, well, you know, with heating costs and everything. 
you know, we got we to gotta put some plywood up on here. Maybe next time we shouldn't just break the door. We should, you know, not brute force it. So, yeah, that, the thing was that they now, that what was new to me is that there's they have two suspects. And before we didn't know, like, who the suspect, but they must know, they must have, like, they must know a little bit more because, like, why do they think it's two? They got a number, you know? So what do you think? Do you think, uh, what kind of jail time would you get for stealing a whole house? Uh, um, jail time? I mean, like, uh, I feel like it's like, you get some, go past, yeah, after the jail thing, you probably, yeah, go to prison. Convicted. I mean, that's stealing a house. That's, that's, that's a big deal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what a penal system has in store for those guys, but um, I think that's, you know, like that's a pretty obvious case. Like, you know, like when you steal something and like it doesn't turn up or like it turns up somewhere that's like hard to prove that like you stole it. But like a house just doesn't seem like it'd be like that. It'd be kind of like an open shut case, you know? I don't know. I don't know. If your house can be dragged away, maybe it should. I got a question for you, though. Who do you think stole it? What kind of person would do that? Why would they do it? I think someone stole it because they thought they could fence it. They could sell it across the county. Like, Damn. oh, you don't have a house. Here's a house. And they're like... like the next county over, they're like, yeah, I saw that house. I always wanted that house. Oh, great. I'm sure it's not stolen. Yeah. Here's what I think, Scott. What do you think? I think I know who it was who stole this house. Particularly? You know exactly who it was? It was two guys, Hank and Marshall. What? Okay. Why are they stealing uh, houses, my man? I don't know. You tell me, Scott. <laughs> what is the story? Two. <laughs> I don't know why they stole it, but that's the cure. That maybe you can tune into Scott Cast and hear the little side story. About you know, it. if they're trying to get Hank Hill's balls back, which is where we left them, mm-hmm. like maybe they need a base need of operations go. real yeah, quick. They need base, or maybe like a. I think they stole the house. You mean HQ? They stole the house. They brought it over a county over, and they called the person who stole Hank Hill's balls. And they were like, there's more balls in this house. And they needed a new place because they installed a whole bunch of traps and stuff. They need, they, Home alone style. Wow. I don't know so why they, they needed to steal the house for this. They're home aloneing the house that they did up? Well, they want the they want the owner going in there and getting trapped. That's true. They can't they, just put like a sign out there that said, "We home alone your house. <laughs> Don't enter." You could, you could, but they're like, I I feel like uh, maybe like half of the house is home alone, and then the other house is like their base of operations, and then they forget which part of the house was 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 home alone, and they're like, "Is this the? Do we do we booby trap this room or not? Uh, I can't remember." I can see that. I can see them foiling themselves. Yeah. And then they get rushed to the hospital again. That's the thing. We need another episode of Marshall and Hank. So mm-hmm. uh, I think that's where we're going to go with it. They, they stole this house. I think that's what happened. That was the only people I, those, you know, I'm, I'm sure it wasn't Eminem's idea. Like he was probably just like, you know, man, I need, to, I remember when I grew up in a mobile home. <laughs> You know, <laughs> it's like Hank Hill's like mobile home. Mobile they can home. move. There you go. <laughs> yep. Interesting. There it is. And that sparks it. There you go. See, I'm just saying they should check it out. They should check into that local police force. Look into it. Look into it. I know Hank Hill might be fiction, like possibly just a fictional character, but Eminem <laughs> might get um, 
They might try to check that out. He's a real person they can ask. You know, I'm pretty sure Eminem and Hank Hill would both understand and understand and love the fact that they have their own sitcom. Mm. You know why I know that? Why? Because they voice acted it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they both back, they both consented to do it for you. Well, they're both in it. That's for sure. Yeah, they definitely volunteered their talents. That was nice of them to do. They definitely are in it. Mm-hmm. Listen to your fuck face. <laughs> Where's the sensor? Oh. Listen to your beep face. There you go. There it is. It's late. Come together. We have yeah. a we have a cheap sensor. Mm-hmm. So I don't know what else is there to say today. Um. I have a thought. I have a question for you. A little thought experiment. Okay. I want to get your honest thoughts on this. Okay. If you could preserve an amber, right? A moment and a feeling from your life that you've had. Something that you can revisit anytime you wish. What feeling would you capture? Just the feeling? Sure. So like, so like not, there's no... Experience the feeling, the whole kickaboodle the viscerality of it mm. the realness of it the experience well, i mean i i've, I've talked about that when we played that card game together that one time remember did we what did you say that was one of those things yeah yeah well i said the i said that that moment of like when i finally all that hard work paid off for what i did with one of my clients where we did the uh you know, I did the dirty dancing move and i lifted it up remember i told you oh that? right yeah yeah right? yeah so tell like, the story though tell the story well, it, we, we, you know, she had a lot of, um, she always wanted to be like a dancer growing up and then she got a, like a car accident and TBI. That's all my, most of the people I work with are in traumatic brain injuries. And so like, yeah, she really wanted to be a dancer and stuff like that. And then I started working with her and, you know, started getting her up out of the wheelchair, like out of her, her little, her chair that she sits on throughout the day and stuff like that too. And, um, yeah, I started like doing gait training and then eventually started dancing and then she's like, have you ever seen that dirty dancing? And I was like, no, but like, I know that part. So like we, we choreographed the, um, the dance to it where like the girl now in, the, in that one, in the movie, like Jennifer Gray jumps up into Patrick Swayze's like arms and like, he just boosts her up and holds her there. But like, she wasn't jumping up into my arms. So, you know, she's just kind of like dead weight sort of, you know? So it's like, I had to like practice lifting you know, objects that were similar, you know, like in my regular strength training, because I don't do like a, a lot of overhead pressing stuff. You know, it's not my, really my thing. But anyway, so yeah, that, then it was like, we went to this fashion show, um, you know, where they had like a lot of people with like disabilities and stuff like that. And they was hosted by this farm. And I'm not trying, I'm trying, I'm not trying to use, I'm trying not to use names specifically when describing this stuff. Yeah, you don't want but, anybody uh, getting credit for, for doing something nice. Right, right, right. I mean, it was all, I want, the credit to go to me really for yeah. having happen. <laughs> but yeah, it was like, it was like months of work. It was like, it was like maybe like three or four months of practicing the song, like over and over and over and over again. And it was a lot of shit to the song. We literally had, it wasn't just us like dancing back and forth, wiggling our hip. It was like, we had chore- choreography to the entire song, like spin moves. I'd pick her up, twirl her around. And you know, we do like stepping patterns and all sorts of stuff. It was like, it was like dancing with the stars. Right. And then at the end, there's the move where you got like lift her up. So I did that, and like everybody just went fucking nuts in the in the crowd. I mean, yeah, yeah. that's what everyone's looking for when you're doing the dirty. Yeah, dance. but they didn't think we were gonna do it. 
like because they're like oh she can like get up like just get her getting up out of the chair they're like yeah the beginning of the song like they were they were hyped and they're like oh she can do these dance moves and i was like yeah and um and so then yeah i finally like lifted up and it was like you know the time of our lives and it was like you know it was like the big moment there and it, like everybody went nuts so that was pretty cool just like to have you know like my work um that i did with her pay off in like in a meaningful way that created a moment in her life that was like I know it's like asking for a moment in my life, but like that was cool for me to see like that I can use my talents to build up her leg strength and then also do like fun coordination stuff and have it pay off like that. And that was just kind of cool and we caught on video and stuff. So that was 100% awesome, man. That was like a, that's like an amazing answer to that question. Every time I hear you answer, uh, answer that question, I remember, oh yeah, any answers I have for that question is terrible. <laughs> okay, you should have gone first then. We fucked up. It's like a, <laughs> it's like I'm Ow. on the opposite side of life of you. Oh, I'm just you know? cramping up. Well, I just I just I just did like a like a pull up workout, and that makes my brachioradialis cramp up sometimes. Yeah, are you are you struggling? Can you not uh, can you not do the rest of the podcast because your body's giving up on you for working it too hard? I'm good. I'm gonna push through, Scott. You're gonna push through oh, this podcast. It only happens when I flex my arm. So. Why are you flexing? <laughs> I was telling the story like the, the <laughs> <thing>. <laughs> I'm not like flexing here. I'm like showing I was I was animated. Just put story. your shirt back on, dude. All right, fine. <laughs> Get a little nipply in here. It's okay. So you're just not gonna tell your amber moment? Your amber uh, Well, I don't know. My amber moment I think is the uh the general feeling I got like when I was young and like I entered like into a city for the first time, like a full cityscape. Like a new, like a new CVS. No, that would be bad. You Not know. like a CVS. <laughs> You'd be terrified of that. Never mind. Like a, like a city, like a, yeah. a city CVS. I thought, but then no, no, it's, it's not that. Like I went to New York City when I was in high school, and that was, okay. that was a certain moment for me. It wasn't an express moment, but uh, was it a the, feeling of like claustrophobia with all the people there? No, not at all. It felt it feels more open to me in city atmospheres okay. than it does in. I feel more claustrophobic in like. Uh, rural atmospheres where it's like everyone knows each other and uh, yeah the fuck that I, I like the anonymity of a big crowd mm-hmm. and uh yeah so i don't know i would crystallize like that moment where i like would look at a city and look at all that density and think that there was a lot of possibility in it um but yeah we're gonna have to get you out in space man we're gonna get you off so you can look at the planet earth and its density Right? Maybe that's what I need now. I just need to chase that dragon. Need to get launched, man. Scott Cast Space Station. We gotta have like air superiority. You know, that's an important thing to have. Like you have the ground superiority, the underground city, and then you got like you gotta make sure that you also have like a little floating space station too. Cause you can't be on top side. Whenever that's you can either be above or below the hellscape. Yeah. We all know that. That's just um, the way we I'm live waiting, our lives. I'm waiting for that moment when I get to uh, be in our space. That'd be pretty cool. You're, yeah, you think I'm, you're going to get there? You're going to go into CRISPR and get, go into outer space. You want to do CRISPR? Like yeah. on your own self? Mm-hmm. No cool. way. Jennifer no, Doudna doesn't want to do that. I actually listened to a podcast with her oh, yeah? on it today. I'll I'll send it to you. You're but, supposed to use it for therapeutic uses, but eventually, yeah, you can use it for other stuff. 
So you wow, you you're uh, looking forward to that. That'd be cool. I mean, if it was all cleared, you know, it's like uh, covered by the FDA and whatnot. Yeah, sure. Okay. If you have money, you know, to put in that stuff. I mean, you have money to put into like your health, then you should because then you get to live longer, have more experiences. So you don't get to live forever. So. You, can still, you still you can still go to Mars and die on impact. Hey, you know, it still kills people. Last time, last time I checked, doesn't make you invincible. But just gives you a little little boost on longevity, or like maybe, uh, you know, I still die when I'm in my 80s or 90s, but I like am fully capable of all sorts of stuff up until that point. It's like, uh, you know, be able to travel the world and do all that other stuff. That like, I just see with some of my clients, my older clients, it's like they're in their 80s. They're you know, uh, some 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 of them are very like. I had one client. He uh, he just went skydiving like a couple weeks ago. He's like 91. God he damn. Because he's he exercises every day. And he's like very vigorous. And he's like, I said, do all this stuff. And he does it to a T. And he does. And so he's, he's actually progressed and gotten better than when I first started working with like about two or three years ago. Um, I think it was three years ago. But anyways, yeah, so he's doing great. And then I got other clients. It's like, you I what hear that tells me what? I don't need to worry about exercise until I'm 88. Mm, <laughs> nope. He was, he was exercising his whole life. It's just he wasn't doing really uh good regimens that optimized everything for him oh okay so he was always very vigorous it's like now he was getting to the point where he's like oh i need some help i need some help because i'm i'm still trying to be active but i'm not it's hard because i'm old but like i have other clients that they wanted to visit like you wanted she wanted to go to newfoundland and she wanted to see these sites that she didn't see when she was younger they didn't have enough time, you know, or whatever. She always wanted to go see these things. She's try, trying to travel around the world, but she's too old to like actually climb up these steep slopes to visit these places and stuff like that. So she like went there and she was like, yeah, I couldn't go up the hill to go see it. So I had to like watch as everybody else went up there. And like, I was like, I was like the whole trip for like that moment and she couldn't do it. So it's like, you're, if you just worked out your legs and like done stuff where you do step ups. So I've been like doing step ups with her and like doing things so like she can go up 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 hills and stuff like that not so she can go climb a mountain but like so that she can walk that up a hill Mediterranean is a very hilly atmosphere newfoundland scott oh Canada. never mind <laughs> like, that freaking mediterranean diet yeah but also that is a hilly place too i heard that like the mediterranean diet is a little uh it, it's it's uh, implausible. Well, not implausible. It's uh, possibly there's comorbidities. I don't know the words for this, but um, because there's every every city in that sample is full of hills and everyone walks everywhere. You're like, looking for confounding variables, is what you're trying to think of. There you go. A lot of confounding variables in the terrain. Well, yeah, because like it's like you're trying to correlate someone's entire lifestyle with where they are. So, like, if you take um, like Okinawans who live to be past 100 a lot, and you take them out of Okinawa, it's like they no longer live that long. They've done that in those studies. That's like the famous age longevity studies. And it's like there's something about that culture too, where it's not just their genetics are better. It's like it's what they do and what they eat. So. So yeah, but the Mediterranean diet in general is a good diet. It's just it's similar to a, the DASH diet, the dietary anti-hypertension diet. It's like dietary something something for hypertension. A DASH sure. Diet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But even better would be walking up a steep hill every day and eating tacos. Well, you know, I think what people don't realize too, like when they're trying to lose weight, is like 
you're always going to lose a little bit of muscle when you lose weight, but you can really attenuate how much muscle you lose when you lose weight for diets. So like if you diet and exercise, like you're losing mass no matter what, but like if your body is like, oh, well, we lost a bunch of mass, like fat and a little bit of muscle, but like we still got our, our muscle mass that we, because we've been lifting and stuff like that, we're okay. And like you tolerate the weight loss better that way than oh. just only diet. If you were to exercise, it helps you tolerate your body's like, oh, I'm okay with, I'm not trying to anthro over anthropomorphize your body, but it helps for analogies. Like I can go into the biochemistry, but you don't really care. But that's what happens. So it's like, and then, so people that only diet, like, yes, it's really effective. Like diet's how you lose the, the weight that you need. But if you exercise with it, it's more sustainable. Oh, never thought of it that way. I always thought of it actually in a probably counterproductive way where uh, if you didn't eat enough and you exercised, like the exercise was absolutely pointless and uh, it didn't add anything to you. And um, if, you, if you're under eating to lose weight and then you exercise that, how is that not helping? It, uh, it's not helping because like you're drawing energy and you need to draw energy and you're going to yeah. draw it from all the sources. I guess my thought was it would be all the sources, the protein mass and the fat mass. I don't know. Oh, you mean from your muscle? Yeah, yeah, like like you won't gain yeah. anything. You won't gain any strength. There's no gaining of, at all. Uh, it actually is possible. They've done studies where they've had people that are doing a cut, which means you're in a caloric restriction, which is like less calories in than out. And you're like, and they're still working out. It's like possible to build muscle. It is. It's just really hard to do. Most of the time, it's easier to do a bulk and then a cut. So like you, you, you let yourself gain a little bit of fat, a little bit of muscle, and then you cut your calories and just trim the fat off. You lose a little bit of muscle, but every time that you do that, it's like you keep on like building it up and reshaping it, building up and reshaping it. That's a little bit easier to do than just like the culking, which is where you cut and bulk at the same time, where you're like you're, you're gaining muscle and losing fat at the same time and you're just recomposition. It's a recomposition basically. But um, yeah, when you first start out, that's actually really easy to do, the recomposition, because you have a lot of fat on you. Then, Anyways, we could turn this into a whole exercise physiology podcast, and it's not the point, but I could go on and on and on about it, but yeah. Okay. So, but I was just saying. I'm going to keep doing my push-ups. Here's one yeah. thing. Let's do it. Let's do a little exercise physiology, the most, uh, just okay. a very obscure problem I have. Fuck it, because you're on the podcast. We're going to hey, publish this, because I'm sure people have this problem. Publish medical, this is not medical advice. This is not uh, medical advice. Uh, you listen to the Scott Cas motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you take this as this is medical advice. You know what? This is medical. If advice. you had to go through twenty minutes of cock talk to get to your medical advice, you're dumbass. We're just like, listen, this is medical advice. I'm not saying that sarcastically. It literally, you can sue us. It's like, oh, geez. Oh my god. Anyway, awesome. point is, I do push-ups, <laughs> and I do the push-ups, uh -huh. and like it seems like a tendon yeah. or something is snapping yeah. over the how, joint how right is, here how wide is your grip i tried to do it so that it's like kind of like right under my shoulders that's probably why so like you can try a little bit wider and so like the wider that you go it'll be more emphasis on the shoulders and if it feels strain on your shoulders then try to go more narrow but the more narrow of a grip you use the more triceps you use so the more of your elbow extensors you use which is your tricep which is like the back of your elbow there so that's probably why you're feeling a little bit extra stress there. You can still do those, but like if it starts bothering you, you can mix up your grip. You can go wider. Just make sure that you're not flaring your elbows like this because that's kind of like internal rotation of the shoulder. It's like being arrested by a cop and it's not a very good position for the shoulder. It's a weak position and then you make it shoulder pain. Okay. If you're doing an excessive amount of push-ups and, you, and you, it's painful, you just got to back off on the push-ups for a little bit. It's that simple. And then, then when you try them again and now that you're healed, you'll do better. 
Okay. Yeah, it's just that it's just the snapping in this particular elbow that's been happening. So I'm going to try the wider grip, keeping the yeah. elbows close to the rib. Make sure you do the opposite of a of a shrug. So this is a shrug, and then you want to depress your shoulder. So you want to depress yourself. Depress. Remember the key to a happy push-ups. shoulder. Yeah, the key to a happy shoulder is a depressed shoulder. That's my that's my phrase. That's what I always say. I like that. I made that up. Look, if you don't think you listen to the Scottcast and get some good shit, you're an idiot. Mm. If you're not doing one-handed push-ups while you're listening to this, I don't know what you're doing. If you're not, yeah, yeah, if you're not bulking up, you know, uh, getting your getting your taint groomed so that you could be in the third episode of Minx, I don't know what you're doing. Gotta have goals. Yeah, this the Scottcast is not for people without goals, motherfucker. Yeah, have goals. We got goals. We got goals. Got so many goals. We got zombies goals. We got mostly everything. All the goals are really related to zombies. Seems like we're putting our eggs in that basket. Yeah. And publishing every Sunday, which we're nailing. Nailed it. Nailed it. We're nailing it today. So, with that said, though, I gotta ask you, man. What did we learn today? I was guys about to do a plug for Athletic Greens, but you know, yeah, that's just good. We could we could talk about that too. <laughs> Don't say. All the housekeeping. Take, all take at a once. There. I had one more sip left, so I was like, I was going to drink that before the end of the podcast. Go to thescottcast.com forward slash ag yeah. to get some of that supplement magic that David just drank. Yeah, yeah, you can learn all the seventy-five tasty vitamins and minerals that you can get in it there, and if you do, you'll get like these little baggies in addition to your normal monthly supply, and you'll get like some K3D2 drops. What, what? Look at it. For frizzle. Last time I had athletic grains, I woke up, and I was one of the universal monsters you choose. Which, you know, oh, <laughs> like, because you weren't a vampire, like last time you were a vampire? Yeah, well, <laughs> like, like I think I ran through all the universal monsters at this you point. You didn't do werewolf, did you? I did. That was the first one I did. It was Werewolf. Oh. Well, we can go with Nain Rouge. Ayo. Oh, yeah. It is the March to Nain Rouge tonight. If you're uh, listening on uh, Sunday night, like a true Scott Castigator, uh, tonight is in Detroit, the March to the Nain Rouge. That is a celebration. It is debauchery. Um, who cares, though? So we don't care. Uh, you don't care. What's Nain Rouge mean? I don't know. Uh, the Red River. The red, red something. Oh, demon of the straight. Demon of the straight. Oh, I, I thought straight. I thought twa was straight. You're twa. Like Detroit was of the straight. Detroit. Detroit. I think, Detroit. I think maybe it was red demon of the straight. I don't know. So, I thought there was something. Uh, Everybody's red. Me, yeah. What? Don't learn this, so you don't have to talk about it. But uh, what did you learn today? Hmm. 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 We learned a lot about the mid column, possibly was doing some behind the scenes stuff more than we thought. Yeah. The entirety, it could be canon that the entirety of Lord of the Rings, uh, there is Gollum's decapitated dick, dismembered dick in the ring the entire time. Mm. And then when he finally fell back into the fires of Mount Doom, that was, he was complete again. Yeah, for like a split second. He reforged, he reforged the sword. That and was he was just wearing it on his hand. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I learned I learned that. Um, I learned that there's going to be a Hank Hill 
and Eminem, Marshall and Hank, possibly some new content, maybe? We're going to get some Marshall and Hank up in here. I think it's about time we do episode two. Get some of that. That's good. Yeah. I learned that you don't have any good Amber moments that you're... Not like yours. You like made a... You Not only did you make someone walk again, you made them do the dirty dancing. Mm-hmm. I didn't like make them dirty dance for me. Not like make them. (laughs) It was their idea. Dance for me. (laughs) Wow. That would be concerning. (laughs) But you know, if it works, I mean, I'd do anything. I got for you. Oh, my Lord. Yeah. Uh, Well, I do have some clients who, well, I won't know. I don't know if they, I don't think they listen to this guy. They they have a poll that they got and they're like, what what um what pole should I buy that's like the best fracture size? And I was like, I don't know, probably one that's really that's not gonna like fall, make sure you secure it, like make sure it's secure and rigid. Get a rigid pole, not, not some shitty little flexible one. You're gonna be like spinning around it and stuff for exercises. So I was like, you can use it as an attachment for bands and stuff. You know, multi-purpose pole. I learned that you need to get a multi-purpose pole if you're looking for poles. Yeah, you want to get a nice sturdy pole. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. That's about it, though. I didn't learn that much today. That's okay. Sometimes because, like, I heard your story about about the thing before. I just wanted you to get it on tape. Yeah. Damn. Okay. Yeah. I mean, those the that was the gist of the story. You know, there's there's more layers to it, but yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, there's the whole technique of getting someone to walk again that you kind of glossed over, but everybody's heard that story. It's like everyone knows how to do that. I just did it. That's a little too vanilla for the audience. We want to see something that's never been done before. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, I'm pretty sure that might be the only instance of like somebody doing something like that ever. Probably. Yeah. At least on Scott Cast. out there who did, wanted to do the dirty dancing, like lift somebody up. I mean, that's not frick. I had to like figure out how to do it. I, I literally had to like figure out a special technique where I could like hook my hands under her gate belt. So that I could like use that as leverage, so that I could get her up. And she's only like five foot, so I mean, if somebody's like bigger than that or heavier, it's like good luck. Just and not and having the the parent be comfortable with lifting their uh, person who has a TBI, a brain injury, like above your head, and be like, "Look, everybody, yeah, <laughs> I'm not going to drop her. Hope not. Yep, I didn't drop her. Just to be clear. Yeah, yeah. Good to clarify that. Yeah. I learned today that uh, Sneaky D didn't drop uh, his world record attempt on the floor. That's great. Yeah, that's a TikTok. That'd be a TikTok challenge. But hey, you lift people with brain damage above your head. Ah, oh, yeah, let's start that one. That'll be viral. I'll go viral. Can anybody beat the score? Probably not. I probably shouldn't. That. Mm-hmm. All right. Do you miss being Pod King? I'm okay. I'm, I'm my post pod. My Pod King retirement's been going pretty well. Uh, I might be like Tom Brady. I might come back out of retirement. It's so possible. it's easy. All you have yeah. to do is probably ask Benny, and he'll be like, "Sure." Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. We have to get Benny back on here. He was he was at Southwest, uh, South by Southwest. Tell him that we got like some cans of beans that we're trying to advertise for, or something. You know, like, one of the two is going to get him on. We're going to meet in a field somewhere in a wintry field, and there'll be beans. All right. Well, since you don't miss it so much, how about I let us out? Oh, you can leave us out. Go ahead. All right. From all of us at the Super Colorful Original Telecommunicated Transmission, otherwise known as ScottCast, 
I bid thee adieu. See you later, Scott Castigators. Oh. Oh. Hell, hell, Scott Cast. Glory be to Scott Cast. Yeah, we do it together. We start off. <laughs> Got this. Woo! You ready for Scott's stand-up comedy routine where he's going to talk about you know, being depressed? Yeah! Yeah! Talk about the end. <laughs> the end is nigh. The end right now. All right. Right? <laughs>